Well, good morning, church. How are we? So this morning is going to be all about us praying together. So this morning, we're going to pray for five different areas, our community and our neighbors, our families, our schools, our jobs, our church, five areas that impact all of us in some way. So here's how this is going to work. Over the past week or so, I've invited five different people to come, and they're going to, they're going to talk to each of those areas and bring prayer points. And so they're going to come and, and within two minutes or so, give us a brief explanation of the prayer points that they're bringing for their area. And then after that, we're going to turn you loose to group up and then to pray for those prayer points for four or five minutes. And so we're going we're gonna to pray for two of our areas, we're going to sing a song, pray for two more of our areas, sing a song, pray for our, our last area, and then we'll close this morning. So that's how our time is going to flow. I always want to bring, to save this before we do something like this. And it's, it's you have total freedom this morning to, to, to grab people around you and group up like I'm suggesting, or maybe you want to just pray with your spouse, with your family, or maybe you want to pray by yourself, or maybe you don't want to pray at all. You just want to sit there and listen to people around you pray, it's all good. Please hear me say that this morning, you have the freedom to pray however you want to. Here's the why behind this. As we look to the early church in the book of Acts, there is a reliance, there is a dependency, there is a desperation for the presence and the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. And one, one of the markers of that reliance was this robust prayer life that's evidenced in the life of the early church. The simple fact is the early church knew who their power source was and as they set the world on fire and they're, they're living out and proclaiming the good news of Jesus through their boldness and through their courage, their impact on the world was not because of them. It wasn't because of their skills. It wasn't because of their resources because they didn't have any. They simply turned to God with their empty hands and they prayed and they prayed prayers like what we see in Acts chapter 4. When they heard the report, the, the report of these threats coming against the church, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. Right? So that's a long prayer, but we get the end of that prayer starting in verse 29. And they pray, oh now, oh Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they preached the word of God with boldness. The thing that I want you to see coming out of these verses is that, that these first Christians were absolutely throwing it down in prayer. That they were crying out to God to move in response to what was happening around them. And then, then they, were, they were obedient to the opportunities that he gave them. And so if, if the early church is characterized by a devotion to prayer, to throwing it down in prayer together, that absolutely sets a pattern for us. And so that's our why this morning, to bring these requests to our loving Heavenly Father that wants us to talk to Him, that has made a way for us to come to Him through Jesus. 
Because our Father does listen and does answer our prayers. So this morning, let me kick off our time of prayer by praying for us. Won't you join me? Let's pray. Father, in in what's about to happen here, our praying together, give us boldness as we pray, knowing that you do answer our prayers. Deepen our desire to pray, deepen our ability to pray. Let us see you as our power source in our individual lives and for what we are doing here as a church at Mannheim BIC. I think this morning of Florida and all those that are in the path of this hurricane. Be with them, protect them. I also want to remember our our young adults who over these next couple of days are going out to Word of Life and YWAM. Isaac Eldin, as he leaves for Word of Life in Hungary today. And Mackenzie Burkholder leaving tomorrow for, for YWAM in Colorado and then she'll be in six different countries. Jana High leaves next week for her YWAM base in South Africa where she'll focus and her team on children at risk. And I ask that, that you will give each of, uh, of these young adults a super rich experience in, in their time away, that you would bless them, that you would protect them, that this time of them being away may be foundational in whatever you have for them in their lives, in their future. Move through them powerfully. We trust you with all of this. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Andy? Yeah. Uh, before I talk about the prayer points, just what Brian just said, Wednesday night there's a group of us meeting up here, and we are been going through the book of Acts just talking about what he said where we're, we're looking at the the apostles just begging for guidance from the Holy Spirit. And if that's something that might interest you, you want to get together with a group of knuckleheads and take a look at the book of Acts, we get together Wednesday night at 6.30. So you're all invited. <laughs> Brian asked me to talk about the community and prayer points for the community. And one of the things that came, well, the first thing that came to my mind was the people that you do not see in, in the community and leadership. We, we think about the first responders, we think about the mayors and the councils and the, the, the township manager and so on and such forth, but we never talk or think about the volunteers that are behind the scenes, the people that are on the zoning hearing boards, the people that are on the historic commissions, the people that are on the sewer authorities, the people that are on the athletic associations, the, the people that, in the, in the library things, people that form the fabric of our communities that we never see, and they do it for love of community and, uh, and out of the goodness of their heart, and uh, none or very few of them get paid, and if they do get paid, it's not anything. So my prayer is, first, that we would pray for wisdom for those people, and secondly, that God would raise up future generations that are willing to take over these positions uh, and, and f- fill them, and they would raise up people that are how should I say, grounded in the Holy Spirit, grounded in God's word to bring the truth and be good stewards as they, as they fill these positions. Because it, it's not easy, and Bob there can attest some nights when it's 9.30 and you're still talking about sewage, it's getting pretty late and you, you just don't want to do it anymore. So you need people that are committed to it. And secondly, let's pray that our communities would be a place of peace and 
and, and uh, prosperity that we can be safe. Uh, it's not like it was when I was a kid where mom and dad just said, be, be home when the street lights come on, that was it. it, it I would like to see it get back to that. We should, we should pray for peace in our communities. And then there'd be a place of prosperity that businesses would want to come here. It would be a good place to do business. It would be a good place to, to, to build a life, to, to, uh, to raise a family, and, and to start a business. And we should have good relationships with our neighbors. It's, we're, we're so busy. We don't spend time talking to our neighbors. Now, we have an event coming up that, which is tremendous called the Mannheim Farm Show, where we just talk to people constantly. We, we should make that a little bit more normal in our lives to get out and talk to our neighbors and, and interact with them, maybe even have a community picnic or something that we can show the love of Christ to our neighbors and, and uh, you know, just give them that sense of belonging to a, to a community that cares. So those are the prayer points I have, so let's pray. So as Annie said, let's pray. So I invite you to group up with those that are around you. You've got your prayer points. I'll call you back in four or five minutes. Let's pray. Okay, next we have Scott and Gail Huber who are going to bring us prayer points for our families. Scott and Gail. So as Brian said, we are Scott and Gail Huber. We've been attending MBIC for about eight years. And uh, when Brian asked us to um, bring prayer points um, to pray for our families, I reflected on how our family has changed in the last eight years. So when we first started coming, we had a four-year-old and the oldest was 10 and was in uh, 56ers. As we stand here now, we have a uh, uh, yeah, 
12-year-old, a 15-year-old, and an 18-year-old. So we are in Remix High School, and we just sent one off to college. So we recognize that not all of our families look alike. Um, however, they are an important part of, of this community and this church, and we recognize them this morning in our prayer points. Um, the first point is that we pray for each uh, of our family members as we send them out, and there'll be a shining light in this dark, um, darkening world. We recently took Marcus, our oldest, to Temple. Uh, so he, this morning, is worshiping in the heart of Philadelphia um, at a completely different environment than what we're used to. So that has tested Gail and I as we sent him out, um, and, and we bless him and remember him. Uh, as we each go, though, uh, we have responsibility to be that shining light, um, whether it's here in Mannheim or Lidditz or the surrounding communities. Uh, it doesn't have to be in the heart of Philadelphia, but um, our first prayer point is to um, remember each one of our family members and pray that they will be a shining light in this increasingly dark world. Um, second prayer point we want to remember is that we would remain focused as families um, on others and their needs instead of always focusing on our own needs. Um, we want to be joyful in other people's successes. We want to be pro-other people. We want to focus on other people um, and not just uh, just ourselves. So we want to um, pray for our families that we have that mindset in a world that tells us otherwise, to think about ourselves and our own needs and what we want. Uh, we also want to pray as a third point, as a family unit, uh, that we would continue to love and remain committed to each other and support each other um, in prayer and conversation as we move forward. Um, so as Brian mentioned before, if you want to pray by yourself this morning for families, feel free to do that or um, find people around you that you could pray with on these points this morning.
Okay, for our next area, Kurt Funk is going to come and give us some prayer points. Kurt. Like Brian said, my name is Kurt. I, I have the privilege to teach at the Mannheim Middle School right down the road here. And school just started this week. And it's funny because my wife and I, we, we have transitioned. And we're going to be helping out with fifth and sixth grade ministry here. And so I see a lot of kids that will be coming over to the youth group um, on Wednesday nights. And one of them kind of ran up to me the first two days of school, and they said, Mr. Funk, is it true you're going to be you know, teaching 56ers this year? I said, yeah, that's true. And one of that student's friend was like, shh, you can't talk about that right now. This is school. And I looked at them. I was like, why not? Why can't you talk about that? You know, because it's like church and school. And I'm like, hey, listen, you can come talk to me about Jesus anytime you want. That's totally fine. Um, but it's just funny how at a very young age, like, we are taught that these are like two completely separate entities. And it just reminds me, like, you know, Christ is never going to be taken out of schools because Christ is in our students. Christ is in the teachers and the support staff and, and the principals, and, and Christ lives in them. And so the first prayer point is that our students, support staff, teachers, administrators, coaches, bus drivers, anybody involved in school in general um, who follow Jesus would truly represent Christ in our schools um, boldly and, and proclaim his name for his glory. And secondly, you know, you think of all the different school districts represented. I just thought about the people I know. You have Warwick and Cedarcrest, Ephrata, Mannheim. There's, there's private schools. There's, there's homeschool families. And really, wherever that is, um, for the leadership and the direction of those school districts as we launch into an exciting brand new school year. So you can take time to pray as a group again for those prayer points.
Okay, next for our, our next area, we've got Matt Burkholder going to talk to us, give us prayer points about our jobs. Matt. Good morning, everyone. We have a tremendous opportunity to shine the light of Christ in our workplaces by how we act. And we can do it without getting preachy. There's a lot of stress and anxiety in the world today. All you got to do is look around in the world. Uh, natural disasters, fires, wars and rumors of wars, terrorism in the communities. We have drugs. We have pressure to succeed in our families. We have broken marriages, broken relationships. We have health issues. We have financial issues. A lot going on. Anxiety levels at, at all-time highs. So think about for a second going into work tomorrow and looking in your coworkers' faces. And what are the, some of the things that you're going to be seeing? You probably will see things like fear, anxiety, hopelessness, pain, confusion, sadness, anger, a desire for peace. Now turn that around for a second and think about what your coworkers see in our faces. Well, they're probably going to see some of the th same things because we are human and we deal with issues like everyone else. But hopefully, because of our relationship and hope in Christ, they see some things that are different. Things like joy, encouragement, hope, thankfulness, gratitude, a willingness to listen, someone who cares. They should see something that points to things beyond the cares of this world and points to Christ. So let's pray as we go to work tomorrow that we reflect Christ in the following ways. And they're up on the screen. Having joy, being encouraging, caring, willing to listen, being thankful, some additional items, being willing to pray for them. And I think also it's important to just be real and honest with them, saying, you know what, we're not perfect. We deal with similar things. We have similar fears and anxieties. But here's why we can have hope. So a verse I believe that goes well with this is in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks for all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's pray.
For our last prayer area this morning, we have Lisa McCoy, who is chairperson of our church leadership board, going to bring some prayer points for us to pray for our church, Mannheim BIC. Good morning. Before I go through our prayer points, I just wanted to ask you to take a moment and look around the room at the faces you see. Go ahead, turn your heads, turn your bodies if you need to. This is our church, those faces that you see. When we talk about church, that's what we're talking about, the people. It's easy, I don't know, maybe for you, but it's certainly easy for me to think church is where you come on a Sunday morning or during the week for some function. But church is who we are sitting next to each other here on a Sunday morning and how we walk with each other throughout the week. There's three prayer points I would really encourage us to consider this morning as we pray for our church. And the first one is um, asking God how to proclaim and live out the good news of Jesus to those around us. You know, how can we as followers of Jesus Christ really engage the world the same way that Jesus did? You know, he went to them. How can we go out instead of just reaching out? How can we have boldness to be Jesus to those that we are encountering. The second point I have is kind of comes from that first one because I think sometimes when we think about opening our mouths or living in a certain way or looking different than the world, fear kind of creeps in. So I would ask that we would ask the Lord how we can choose faith over fear. Help us to be a church that's continually growing in the knowledge belief and obedience of God's word and this growth that can be our foundation for choosing faith over fear as we face new challenges that are coming at us from the world and our communities and I also ask that you would um, pray how our church uh, can continue to value people who they are and their need for Jesus above our own agenda, our own preferences, and even our own comfort zones. Um, Show us how to to just step out of ourselves. I don't know about you, but for me, it's super easy to uh, enter a situation and pass judgment on the situation or even the people sometimes before I even see who they are. So ask that, you know, we would just be able to put down our own preferences release ourselves from that comfort zone and be able to see the people that not only come through our doors on a Sunday morning, but the people we encounter through the week, the way that Christ sees them as who he has made them to be. Let's pray together.